Hey family, uh, Van here. Uh, I know we're kind of all caught off guard about the sudden implementation of PCOR1 and we're thrust into lockdown. Uh, we have to move things around and, and get things together, uh, but we're going to get through this. I just want to encourage you that God carries burdens so well. Uh, he, he does that so well. So uh, keep praying, keep seeking God, keep listening to God, and keep trusting God. Amen? All right. Before we get into the message, let's pray. Uh, Lord Father, I thank you for uh, today. Uh, I thank you for your word and how you teach us and how you speak to us through it. Lord Father, uh, let your words be in me, and I pray that your Holy Spirit would be with me as well as, well as those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. So several years ago, uh, I lived next to UOG, and in that area uh, next to the university has some perks. Um, but right down the street, there was a gym, and uh, the reason why I really like that is because on Sunday mornings, early in the morning before church, uh, guys would come together and, and, and play basketball, and I love basketball. You know, I love watching it. The NBA is back. And, you know, on most Sundays I would go and play. You know, it was nice to get uh, uh, some exercise in, uh, play the game I love. And one morning, you know, I, I drive there, I park, uh, uh, I'm walking from the car to the gym. And uh, one of the regulars that played there all the time, uh, you know, he was smoking in his truck. And it's, it's common for guys who, who smoke to get a few puffs in before uh, they go play. So I didn't think anything of it. Uh, and, and it was just me and him out there. And uh, I didn't think anything of it until he offered me some, you know. And I quickly realized that it wasn't just uh, a regular old cigarette. That it was uh, another plant that grew from it. Mother Earth. So I, I politely declined and I kept on moving into the gym. But there was a small moment, a small moment of time, right after he asked me that I felt this uh, certain urge or temptation to take him up on his offer. And, and I was asking myself, why is that? Why did that happen? Because I, I don't smoke. Now, I don't smoke, so why did that happen? Is it because uh, there was peer pressure? Um, was it because I knew it was wrong to do? See, that story is, is setting the stage of what we're going to talk about today uh, in Romans 7, where we see how sin uses the law against us, but Jesus uses love to set us free. So we're going to be looking at Romans 7, verses 1 through 12. It says this, Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living? For example, when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. But he, if he dies, the law 
the laws of marriage no longer apply to her. So while her husband is alive, she would be committing adultery if she married another man. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law and does not commit adultery when she remarries. So my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old sinful nature, uh, the sinful desires were at work within us and, and the law aroused these evil desires that produce a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of, of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the spirit. Well then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. But sin used this command to arouse all kinds of covetous uh, desires within me. If there were no law, sin would not have that power. At one time, I lived without understanding the law. But when I learned the command not to covet, for instance, the power of sin came into my life. Uh, 10, verse 10, and I died. So I dis discovered that the law's commands, which were supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. Sin took advantage of those commands and deceived me. It used the commands to kill me. But still, the law itself is holy, and its commands are holy and right and good. Um, I want to have a quick history lesson with you. Uh, I'm going to give you some background on the actual law. Uh, see, it started with the Ten Commandments, and they call it the Mosaic Law because it was given by Moses. And also, you know, when you read in Exodus, you'll see a lot of other uh, commands uh, that God gives. But eventually, over time, uh, with a good contribution from the Pharisees, uh, this Mosaic Law grew to six, 613 total laws. 613 total laws that people of God had to obey. Then there was this uh, uh, an, another supplementation called the Midrash. And the Midrash consisted of additional teachings from the rabbis or, or the pastors of that day. And these would go on and support the 613 Mosaic laws. Uh, for example, uh, Commandment 4 says, keep the Sabbath holy. Uh, in the Midrash, uh, under you know Commandment 4, they will give an additional 39 regulations for this law. So no wonder why the Pharisees were legalistic. Uh, they were using all their energy and all their time just to keep the midrash 
and the 613 Mosaic Laws. For those adults listening, remember when you were a kid and remember how you wanted to do something if you were told not to do it? You didn't know that touching the hot stove was bad until someone told you, don't touch the hot stove. You, you didn't know that taking and eating the candy was bad until someone told you, don't steal the candy, ask first. See, uh, this law reveals our sinful nature, and not just sin by itself, but the actual desire that's in us to rebel against law, uh, against God, because we were born into that fallen nature because of what Adam and Eve did. See, once we know, once we have that knowledge that it's something we shouldn't do, it becomes desirable. And that same knowledge gives our sinful nature the opportunity to rear its ugly head, like it did when I was offered that smoke. So then we want to touch the hot stove because we want to find out and then uh, hypothetically, not saying that um, this happened, this was, this was me, hypothetically, then we want to, you know, by chance, climb up onto the counter and, and, and go into the cabinet because we saw our mom stash the Skittles there. And, and we proceeded to eat about two to three regular bags of Skittles and then uh, we decided to give our little sister some to bribe her not to tell uh, mama, hypothetically, okay? Verse 5 says this, When we were controlled by our old sinful nature, uh, the sinful desires were at work within us, and the law aroused these de uh, evil, evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in, in death. And then verse 10 again, so I discovered that the law's commands, which were supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. So even though these verses uh, state this, I don't want us to get the wrong picture about the law, okay? Because uh, it seems as, as the law has some, is a culprit in, in this. Uh, but we must remember that it is holy, that it came from God himself. All it did was reveal what was already inside of us. See, the true culprit is sin. Our, our sinful nature, which Paul rightfully blames in verse 11, where he says, Sin took advantage of those commandments, took advantage and deceived me. It used the commands to kill me. And we know back in Romans 6, in verse 23, it says, the wages of sin is death. So knowing it's not really the law's fault, what was God's main intention for the law? Was it to you know, rub sin in our face, show us how sinful we, we, we are? No. Was it to show us how utterly weak we are on our own? Maybe. Uh, we need to definitely depend on the Lord for for life, uh, 
the most important fact that we must remember about the law is that it actually started off as a covenant. A covenant. See, in Exodus, God gives the terms of a covenant with his people, which includes the Ten, the ten Commandments. Uh, God wanted to see his, his people set apart uh, a special treasure for himself, a holy nation. See, God has always been about pursuing relationships. Because he loves us. So the, so the law is good. We should be very thankful for. But even though it was born out of love, it still doesn't bring life. And that's where our mighty, mighty Savior and Jesus Christ comes into the picture. See, Christ's death and resurrection breaks us free from the captivity of the law and sin. Uh, Galatians 2.20 says this, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, the love of Jesus sets us free. And when we surrender our life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and resides in us. And because of that, we're, we're, we're empowered to live the life that we were supposed to. See, Jesus is the key to the lock that secures the chains that sin placed us in. But we must still be on guard. We have to be on guard. Because even after Jesus came and conquered sin and freed us from the law, sin still tries to creep up and, and makes us repeat history. Because just like the Pharisees, if, if, if we're not careful, we can become legalistic too. See, though Jesus broke the power of the law, we can sometimes make a modern day one that we judge our fellow brothers and sisters by something the Pharisees did. Things like uh, reading the Bible, praying every day, uh, preaching the gospel, going out and evangelizing, proper conduct. I mean, all, this, all of these things are great and we as Christians should uh, practice these. But we start, if we start to live in legalism, we will only see people for how they obey the Bible instead of who God says they are in it. We'll only start to see the failures instead of their potential. Now, I'm not advocating that we excuse people's sin. I mean, if you really want to see a church die real quick, go ahead and do it. That's the recipe. But what I'm saying is that we must have balance. Because love does not withhold accountability. And looking at this from another angle, we, we also cannot find salvation by being a modern day Pharisee. Uh, using all our energy to make sure we have our Christian checklist completed. Doing all 
without seeking a relationship with the Father. We can't woo God into giving us salvation by, you know, showing him how good we can be because he's already given salvation. It's a free gift. We obtain salvation by believing in Jesus Christ. So, in conclusion, family, let's not forget what the true motivation for the law was all along. Love and relationship with our Father. But knowing that the law wouldn't be enough, God sent Jesus to come fulfill the law. You know, he came to show us how it was meant to be lived, and he did it so well. And while on earth, uh, he showed us how to follow the law, not in legalism, but in love, full of the Father's grace and mercy. And he did so by living in the Spirit, which his sacrifice gives us the ability to as well. And because of that, we are no longer bound by a law which we could never fulfill. Through Jesus, we don't have to live a legalistic life full of man-made rules. Live by the Spirit. Live by His truth. And you will find that there is more freedom in a life surrendered than a life ruled by self. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Father, again, thank you for your word. Uh, I, I thank you for your law, Lord Father. It's, it sets the ground rules for a covenant with you. Because, Lord Father, you love us and you want to have a relationship. And, and, you, and you want it to be around uh, the people that you just took out of Egypt. You just delivered. And Lord Father, I pray nowadays, uh, you know, in the New Testament times, after Jesus has come and done every great thing he's done and, and, and dying for us and, uh, and, and in a sense fulfilling the law, Lord Father, that we just don't uh, uh, throw that part away, but that we uh, embrace it as well. And, and we live by uh, those Ten Commandments, Lord Father. We live by what the Bible teaches us. And Lord Father, that you would help us not become legalistic in doing so. Lord Father, that we would keep in mind that it's about relationship, it's about people not just completing a checklist and looking good in front of you and looking good in front of people. But Father, keep us, uh, protect us from the enemy. Uh, I, I, I wanna also wanna uh, pray for anybody who is uh, not in a relationship with you. If you're not in a relationship with God and, and you want to be free from uh, sin, you want to be free from the captivity uh, of sin, I want to pray with you right now. Uh, if you just simply piggyback off my words, uh, God will surely he hear you. Uh, Lord Father, I, I recognize that uh, I'm a sinner and I know you died for me. So I pray right now uh, that you would come into my life, cleanse me of that sin, forgive me of those things that I've done. 
And, and I say now that I, I'm crucified with you and I'm resurrected with you. I pray that your Holy Spirit would come and live and dwell inside of me and teach me and guide me as I begin to dig deep into your word about who you are and how you want me to live and purpose on this earth. In Jesus' mighty name. If you said that prayer, if you've given your life to Christ, I want to congratulate you. Uh, welcome to the family. There's a whole bunch of angels in, uh, in heaven right now uh, uh, rejoicing about that decision you just made. Uh, I want to give you a resource that will help you begin to walk with Christ. If you go to the App Store, uh, either the Play Store or if you have an iPhone, <laughs> but uh, you can look for the, the app called One to One. And when you download that, there's, it's going to be, have some uh, basic foundations, but strong foundations that will help you get going in your walk with Christ. Uh, family, uh, bless you. I hope you're doing well. And I hope to see you soon. All right. See ya. And I'm rising up with you. Rising up with you. Rising up with you. Rising up with you. You take me high on the wings of your truth. Yes, I'm rising up with you. Rising up. Rising up with you. Take me higher, my life is elevated.